With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Well, a lot of enthusiasm. It's the story of the day, right? We're going to break down exhibition football. The story of the day was this college basketball story. A lot of enthusiasm as the NCAA. One of the most notorious outfits in the world of sports, right up there with the International Olympic Committee, but the NCAA announced widespread changes to its business model. They are changing with the times. Uh, and if you have been out of the loop, and maybe you heard a little bit about this, but you didn't get all the details, uh, this is a direct result of that ongoing FBI corruption probe in their business, right? Now, it's a, it's a shoe story, but it's a college basketball story, and it's you know money flying everywhere, so... The NCAA's Board of Governors, the big shots at college basketball, they announced in a big press release and trumpeted up this announcement, extensive changes across the board for college basketball. Somewhere LeVar Ball is smiling. This was my idea. Uh, Anyway, listen, some of those changes, they include 
quote, elite, unquote, players will be allowed agents with conditions, underclassmen, can enter the NBA draft, they then can come back to school if they are not selected, and a longer postseason, man, they're talking about banning schools, uh, players, coaches, uh, the, the, the people that get in trouble. Suspensions will be longer, they say. Restrictions on recruiting will also be extended. So there's a lot of tentacles to this story. So let's talk about it. Now, Mark Emmert, who? He's the czar of the NCAA, right? He's the one that is in charge of this. The president. Never heard of him. Well, you know. How many executives at these companies can you name anyway? So Emmert, he's been around for a few years. Uh, he said in a prepared statement, among other things, that these changes will promote integrity. There's that word, integrity. Every Remember when the gambling thing happened with the Supreme Court? The people at Major League Baseball, the NFL, the National Hockey League, and the NBA, every one of those PR hacks that released a statement said integrity. And now, here we are, college basketball, the NCAA, the I word, integrity. Uh, it's integrity in the game, strength and accountability, and prioritize the interest of, here's another buzzword, student-athletes over every other factor, or so they say, end quote. All right, so we'll keep it simple here. Does this, here's the question, does this fix college basketball, the model of college basketball? Of course not. Right? I mean, let's be realistic and it doesn't. Uh, my my perspective on this, you've got the golden goose, the red tape, and self-preservation. You've got those three things, and we will attempt to lock them, interlock them together. We'll see how we do here. Now, we'll begin with the fact that, A, this is something that should have happened. These basic things should have happened many, many years ago. I am skeptical of the end game. On this, right? I'm skeptical of how this plays out. You're you're going to have every player enter the draft. In theory, you could have every player enter the draft, which I'm not against. Uh, what do you have to lose now? Only 60 players get picked in the NBA draft. It's a two-round draft. So most players will come back, and they'll have their tail between their legs, uh, and that'll be that. Uh, th- this is also the, the NCAA being uh, cut by a chainsaw, and the way they heal the wound is to put a Spider-Man Band-Aid on their arm, right? They've taken a chainsaw and they've chopped into their forearm and to cover up the wound, they went and got a kid's Spider-Man Band-Aid and put it right there. Uh, so Now, what do I mean? Let, me? let me expand on this. So these changes are a direct result. There is a causation correlation situation here between the federal government snooping around into their business. And without that, without the the feds meddling, uh, we wouldn't be here. The guardians of college basketball, the NCAA here, but they're focused on college basketball, they are attempting to keep, they have this, this money printing factory. They want to keep that going. Okay, they don't want to ruin that. You understand what I'm saying? They don't want to ruin what they have. They've got like a gazillion-year contract with Turner and CBS to broadcast the NCAA men's basketball tournament. You protect the golden goose at all costs. You got to do it. 
Right and now they continue to be disingenuous. I, I'm I'm all for capitalism. I, I like that. I'm I'm a capitalist. But when you pretend to be something that you're not, that's shady. Right? The NCAA is a corrupt operation, and big time college basketball and college football. We've been preaching about it for years, and we're beating a dead horse here. It's semi-professional sports masquerading masquerading as something it's not with some sleazy terminology and a slick marketing campaign and a lot of dumb people buy into it because they just, you know, they're overwhelmed, the power of marketing. I understand that. But when weasel terms that have brainwashed generations of people, generations we're talking about here, terms like amateurism, student-athlete, uh, and all those commercials they run during the NCAA tournament, you know, 99% of the players will never go pro, but they'll go pro here, you know, and, and they'll show them doing other jobs. Those those commercials. We pointed this out a lot. The term student athlete in particular is one of those things that's a pet peeve of mine. The term was added by the NCAA. Why? They wanted to get out of a workers' comp claim years ago. You know the story, right? There was a lawsuit. They went back to people running the NCAA at the time. They were getting sued. A uh, guy died. His uh, wife, I believe it was, sued the uh, the NCAA trying to get some money. And so what they did was they, they went back and they changed everything. They put student-athlete as much as they could in the bylaws. Uh, they didn't want to be liable. They didn't want to be liable when players were dying and if something should happen there. So they cooked the rule book. With his terminology, because the lawyer said, hey, if you put student-athlete in there, see, it's not employee, it's student-athlete, so you don't have to pay anything out. Even the hiring of agents, it seems like it's going to be a money-making situation for the NCAA, which, again, you're capitalists and all that, but they're talking about amateurism and student-athletes uh, because the way it was written, and maybe I read it wrong, but it said effective immediately the NCAA will allow college players to be represented by NBPA certified agents. Now, the agents must become NCAA certified. Now, when I hear NCAA certified, you know what I hear? Write a check. Uh, that's what I hear. You want to be certified, you've got to write a check. I don't know how much that check is, but you think that's going to be free? Oh, you want to be an agent? Sure, no problem. We don't need any money. No, no, no. We're good. We are good. Now, the agents will be permitted to pay for meals, transportation for basketball players and their families, but only during the agent selection process and for meetings with pro teams. So, again, how much is the fee? Uh, You know there'll be a fee. There's going to be a fee. There's going to be some money here, but how much? It's going to be a cha-ching, cha-ching situation. Now, the second part of this, the agent part, again, I want to focus in on that. To me, this is the most interesting dynamic. We assume the NCAA, uh, with with their background of shady activity here, there's a lot of unanswered questions. You know, there's, there's some funny business going to happen. We assume here. Uh, how do the agents get paid? Like the if you're an agent, let's say let's say you pay a bunch of money to uh, you know some kid from Kentucky or Duke, and you pay him a s load of money, and to go to the you know professional draft but they don't get drafted so they go back to college so you're on the hook for like 20 grand just meals travel and all that how do you get that money back what happened you just i just put that as a loss is it a tax write-off how does that work and also 
there's a term which is going to lead to litigation. The term elite. We often talk about the, the term best. You know, It means legal definition of best is as good as everything else. Well, what does the definition of elite mean? Like your definition of elite and my definition of elite could be totally different. And I'm going to assume the position that the NCAA and the way they're going to go about this, there are going to be many players that believe they are elite and they're going to be told you're not elite because I believe only the elite guys can get the agents. I think that's how it's going to go down. Now, we are told that a bureaucracy known as the NBA Undergraduate Advisory Committee, boy, that's wordy, isn't it? NBA Undergraduate Advisory Committee. Uh, They are in charge of deciding that, and the news came down. After the NCAA sent out a press release and they did a victory lap, they took a bow. After that, the NBA, according to Woj, all his buddies at the NBA, said, wait a minute, no! No! Uh, They were like, no, not us! So NBA and USA Basketball both bitched and complained and said, no, no, no! They claimed to be blindsided. They, uh, They intimated they couldn't handle the task. They weren't interested. They couldn't handle it. So you have the Keystone cops here. So when I hear that, if they're going to bow out of that, if the NBA people and the USA basketball are like, no, it's too much, that means the NCAA has got to come up with plan B, which means what? Red tape, right? They're going to add something else. We're going to get more red tape. And, and, you know, and, and the other thing is you look at the dynamic of the agent. Is it like Coach K and John Calipari? We'll use them as examples here. Do they get to canoodle with the agent? Uh, you know, do they get to to select the agent for the player? How does that work? So, and, and a lot of people have asked, well, does that mean the video game's coming back? Does that mean the NCAA video game's coming back? Probably not. Uh, what's it get, What about football? By imagine how upset you are if you're a football player. Like, well, we're getting screwed here. Wait a minute, the NCAA is all about helping college basketball players. So now the breakdown is college basketball and baseball players can have agents can enter the draft and can come back. But if you're a football player, you got to stick around for three years. You're, you know, you're stuck there. you got to stay around for three years. Uh, that's how that goes. So it's going to take the feds to investigate Alabama and Clemson and USC and Ohio State and all these schools, and then they can go back and, and, and do it. Now, the last thing on this, if you are a cockeyed optimist, then you believe that this is a magic placebo. I don't. I'm a pessimist. These are not bad things alone. Individually, they're not bad things. I think most of us would agree on that. Uh, but there's going to continue to be manipulation. I mean, that's the other part of it. The, the, the NCAA is like, oh, yeah, this is integrity. There's going to continue to be manipulation. There's going to be widespread corruption. Um, does it go to a lower level now? Is it before these guys get to the the ranks of college basketball? Because on the face of it, the NCAA has attempted – to curb, try to discourage the illicit activity. Right? That's what this is all about. Like, look at us. Look how great we are. You know, look at us now. And so they're doing that. But this is really all about self-preservation for their jobs. They're worried about that. People that run the NCA, they're concerned about that element of it. And again, we go back to the golden goose. But I've always thought, and I believe this to be accurate, that people who want to cheat the system are not going to follow the new rules. You can have all these rules for agents and all these bylaws and guidelines, but generally speaking, criminals don't follow laws. You can put as many laws out there as you want. They're not going to follow them. It, it makes you feel better, but they're not going to follow what you're telling them to do. 
so when you peel back the the curtain on big time college basketball and college football, you got a lot of people who are doing very well. I'm not against that, but they're hiding behind the the code of ethics to not share the sugar. And they've been forced, the NCAA, now to do this. But you're going to see lawsuits. I'm predicting here that term elite. What is the definition of elite? That's going to come up. And you're also going to get a group of people suing for athletes who aren't in sports anyone cares about, that no one watches, uh, that happen to be on campus. They're saying, well, what about us? You know, that that whole thing. Uh, And I would predict, knowing the times we live in today, that the – uh, the uh, some some law firm somewhere is like, wait a minute, what about the women? Uh, and there'll be a lawsuit because of that. So you got lawsuits here, lawsuits there, lawsuits in the air everywhere. Kind of like Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Judas Garcia is right, right over there. Hey, well, uh, I hope I'm a little more pleasant than a lawsuit, but... Uh... I don't know. <laughs> Have you had a good day? Everything all right in the Casa Garcia? Oh, uh, it's okay. No, yeah, yeah. Just fine. another random day that you'll check off. You know, check the box. You did it. You lived another yeah, day. Your life. Pretty much. Is, yeah. Pretty much. Very, very hot where I'm living right now. I know it's summer and it's hot oh, everywhere. God but, forbid. Uh, you knew the ocean. God I know, forbid. but it's it's. Um, that's why life we live is there. so tough. It's supposed to be nice and cool. Oh, let me get my little violin out for you, okay? Please do. You want to know my world, Eddie? <laughs> Well, I know world? you've got solar power, and so you've I got do. the air conditioning on, yeah. you know, like down to 40 degrees or something like that. You know it's what like, else it's I like have? like entering an icebox at uh, Casa de Maller. You know what else What I else have? do you have? I have an ant infestation. That's well, what I have. Yes. I came home and- Well, the did, ants... you were the one who gave me the ant uh, yeah. advice. I, yeah, and I what used happened? it, but it takes, it takes a couple of days, so I'm living with the ants. I came home, they were everywhere. I mean, they loved the kitchen. They loved the Maller kitchen. They were all over the kitchen- it's just wonderful. I feel like I'm covered in ants. I feel like <laughs> I am taking, I'm sitting here and I've got a, a, an outfit of ants all over my body. You know that feeling? You know what I do, about? yes. Yeah. Uh, it's wonderful. It's great. Yeah, they're they're all over our house too. Uh, Good. You just feel them crawling on your arm occasionally every once in a while, just out of the blue, yeah. wherever you are, sitting on the couch upstairs, there's, a, oh, there's an ant crawling on Well, my what arm. I did, Eddie, because I'm a general and I'm on the I'm on a the general? Offense. Well, yes, I'm yeah. the, in the battle against ants. There's a war. Yeah. At the Maller Mansion, okay? And yeah. I'm taking down these ants. So I had to go out and get some reinforcements. I had to get some extra goo, some stuff to put down and all that chemical stuff. Chemical Maller? Uh, well, I didn't go full uh, chemicals, but I'm, I'm trying to do it the right way, but I'm doing it a lot the right way, if you know what I mean. I also read every home remedy to kill ants in addition to what I already have, which I know is going to work. I know what I have is going to kill the ants, but it takes time. I don't have the patience. I'm a buffoon when it comes to that, and so I've added. I had a vinegar spray. I was spraying vinegar oh, all over my yeah, house. That sounds because ants uh, smells wonderful. What I'm a sure. fraud that is! They say that <laughs> you take a cup of vinegar and a cup of water, and you in a spray bottle, and you spread uh, equal cup vinegar, equal cup water. Let me, let me I tell did you what, that. Hold on a second. All right. I sprayed it over the ant trail. They they walked through, looked up, laughed at yes, me, and yes. kept walking through the vinegar. <laughs> My wife has purchased these electronic devices that you plug into outlets, and yeah. they supposedly emit. Uh, 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 you can't hear it, but the ants supposedly can hear it. I'm, t- I'm telling her this is a scam. Yeah, this thing like doesn't a, work. Sounds like a scam. But she's put them all over strategically in our kitchen and other areas, yeah. and and she, she claims that this is supposed to get rid of the ants. They're supposed like, to. They hear this sound. I didn't even know ants had ears. They hear the sound and it drives away. And I see the ants crawling over the, the, the mechanism. I'm like, look at this. I thought this was supposed to. She's like, well, if there's food, then I'm like, well, what good is it? No, I'm all. You know, when I as a as a guy, when I go to battle, 
I studied the ant. Do you know that an ant sleeps five hours a day? But the is the, the this is the art of war. Yes, the art yeah. of war. All right, don't laugh at me. So the ant, because I want to do ants sleep. The the worker ants, the ones that are out there, they're all over your crap. They sleep, but only for a minute at a time. But they'll sleep over the course of twenty four hours for about five hours, but at one minute at a time. Now the queen ant, now she's the you know the queen bee. So what she does, she gets six minute naps. So she gets like nine hours of sleep. The queen ant. The queen ant gets so, more sleep than we do. Yes, exactly. So I need these worker ants to take the goo that I put down, the chemical goo, to back to feed the queen ant, to kill the queen ant. And then the good thing about ants, Eddie, I learned this also. I've learned this years ago, that ants, no ant left behind. They go back and get dead ants. So they clean up for themselves. Really? Great. Yes. They don't leave dead ants behind. Now, the problem is once you kill the queen ant, then they're all screwed and you know, and, and it becomes problematic, so. Those Toro traps, those are pretty good, Eddie. The Toro traps, yeah. those are pretty good. But I have this other goo that I like that my <laughs> father-in-law recommended, and it yeah. works really Mark well. Mark that, will you, uh, Roberto? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. For those stations that just picked up the show this hour, you're in for a treat because later on, now Real Talk, the reigning caller of the year, has put the gauntlet down. He is challenging everybody. Now, he had a list. He had a list. He wanted and Caleb batted lead off last hour, and it didn't go that great. But he tried. He tried. We didn't have a lot of time. Uh, so Real Talk is standing by. And so in a few minutes here, I'm going to rant about uh, Nick Saban because I have some things to say about that. And then after that, we've got guys lined up. It is going to be an old-fashioned Donnybrook. Uh, and we are going to have that here coming up in a little bit. So we'll see. Now, I'm a little concerned about Real Talk's mouth because he's got a big mouth, and and we have certain words we're not allowed to say. But that's where Roberto comes in, the gatekeeper. So if anything gets on the air that you're offended by, blame Roberto. He's in charge, okay? All right, very good. But so college football, a couple weeks away. We're still waiting for Urban Meyer. We're still waiting. We, we think we know what's going to happen, but you know what happens when you assume. We anticipate that Urban Meyer is going to continue as coach of The Ohio State University. Everybody! Urban Meyer! Everybody! Yeah, we need a Nick Saban chant like that. That's the way. We need Nick Saban to get in trouble so the Alabama fans get together in Tuscaloosa and start chanting, Nick Saban! Nick Saban! Just like that in that old guy voice. All right, so college football is getting going here, and Alabama having some dramatics in the last week. Now, we didn't get too deep into Jalen Hurts. In fact, I don't even know if we mentioned it on this show. It happened over the weekend. Jalen Hurts, the quarterback at Alabama, got into a situation where he talked to the media, and he had a temper tantrum. He was not happy. He whined about his lot in life. He did a little bit of the woe is me. With his situation with the Crimson Tide, he talked about feelings and the fact that the coach didn't ask him about his feelings and things like that. Now, I'm paraphrasing some of this. The video is all over social media. You can find it if you're so inclined to check it out. So if you've been following along with this story, uh, you know what I'm talking about. But if not, Jalen Hurts is battling it out, at least in theory, to be the starting quarterback again at Alabama. Now, he has been the starting quarterback. He got replaced, remember, in the national championship game by Tua Tungavailoa, who came in and lit the world on fire in the second half. And so they're having this contest to see uh, an audition who can win the job, right? It's like The Bachelor. Who's going to win? 
Uh, and Hertz was unhappy. He didn't like the way the coaches handled the situation. He didn't hold back, which I like. I mean, listen, it's good. We have stuff to talk about. But rather than focus on Jalen Hurts, it was Nick Saban's rebuttal that I would like to talk about. Uh, and we actually have, let's go to the audio tape here. Nick Saban, in his own words, uh, here's Nick Saban as he attempts to downplay. He wants to downplay the story uh, was asked about Hurts' comments. You know, every player has a right to express what he feels and what he thinks. And I think he has every right to do that with every coach or anybody in the organization that he has relationships with, which, you know, we certainly do quite often with all players at all positions. Organization. (laughs) He didn't say school. He said organization. All right, here's more from Nick Saban here. He talked about how you you don't think this is going to mess with us. No, no, this is not a distraction. No, 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 no. I don't think this has any effect on our team. I've talked to a lot of the team leaders. Um, you know, the players are focused on what they need to do. Uh, the rhetoric will not have anything to do with who's the quarterback. Um, that will obviously be decided on the field uh, by how people execute, how they do their job. Same parameters that we talked about before in terms of who wins the team. And winning the team goes along with execution, leadership, uh, players having confidence and belief, uh, and that's not going to change. Yeah. Uh, so as you heard there, he, he didn't just intimate that uh, Jalen Hurts will not ha- – his, his hissy fit won't impact the quarterback battle. He said it. So let's talk about it. Let's frame it this way. Do you believe Nick Saban? You just heard Nick Saban in his own words. That wasn't me pretending to be Nick Saban. I do that a lot. That was Nick Saban. Do you believe what you just heard? I do believe what I just heard. You know why I believe? Let me tell you why. I got a couple of thoughts on this. I have predetermined, rather, cutthroat and flavor. All right? And we'll tie all this together. Now, number one, when Nick Saban said there, and he said a lot, when he he hinted and just came out and said it, that Hurts' words won't matter in the decision-making process for Alabama's quarterback, he's absolutely right. Right Now, why is he right? right? Based on how Tongue of Iloa plays, he's going to be the guy. And that's because of how he did in the second half of the national championship game. It is his job to lose. Tua, now he could get hurt, right? And then he won't play if he gets hurt. He'll lose the job that way. Uh, he could be terrible. But outside of that, this whole thing has been predetermined. Alabama was going to – at, at but the moment that national championship game ended, they were going to go with Tua Tungavailoa as their quarterback. Did Jalen Hurts get a raw deal? I don't think he got a raw deal. I know that that's how, in Nick Saban's words, organizations work. <laughs> right? That's that's the way that it, that it is done here. You could see the writing on the wall. Now, did Jalen Hurts have a great record? Yes, twenty six and two as a starter. But anyone that's watched Alabama play with Jalen Hurts would say that. He's not an elite college quarterback and that he did a good job, but not a great job. And the second thing here, Nick Saban, not worried about feelings. Uh, He's not. Uh, It's about upgrading his organization. And, you know, the old line, you can't rest on your laurels and all that. And we often mention on this show about how sports are a meritocracy and he runs the ultimate meritocracy, right? Uh, You can call him cutthroat and, and savage, or you can say he's 
trying to win and get more money and help Alabama's football program gain more revenue, and that's what he was hired to do and all that. Uh, But players are going to play based on what their perceived talent is, and nothing else matters. And when you heard Nick Saban talk about how uh, he's going to decide the quarterback battle based on a number of factors and all that, one of them, if you read into it or listen into it, involves teammates trusting you. Well, you could argue that because Jalen Hurts crossed the the inner circle of Alabama football by going to the media, that there's no way the players could trust. Uh, there's, there's no way. And Tonga Vailoa, uh, you know, he, he seems like he's the the model of the the, the college quarterback today, uh, the last couple of years that have dominated college football. Now, the ultimate question is what happens when teams start to figure out the Achilles heel, the weaknesses of Tua. There's got to be some, right? I mean, he's not gonna—he's gonna sit here and win the Heisman Trophy this year and you know, next two years and go off to the to the NFL. But it's the ultimate small sample size, right? Tonga Vailoa played the second half of the national championship game. He had some mop-up duty, I believe, as well. Uh, practice you know, limited time at practice for Nick Saban. So Tua should be good for most games. Now, my theory on why he'll be good for most games uh, when he starts is because Bama plays a lot of tomato cans. So you beat up tomato cans. There's this myth that Alabama plays great teams every week because in the Southeastern Conference, you know, Southern fried football and all that. But the reality is that Alabama plays on a given year, depending on the year, anywhere between three and four really good games, really good teams. And then the rest of the schedule, the balance of the schedule, are mediocre SEC teams to terrible non-conference opponents, typically. You get usually a bit one decent non-conference game, and then the rest uh, are, uh, are garbage. Hey, I love it here. Uh, yeah, well, of course. Absolutely. And the other thing that Tua has going for him uh, is that every time Tonga Vailoa takes the field, he is going to have great players around him. He's going to have the more talented players on his side of the football than the other team has. So you go out and the deck is stacked in your favor when you play quarterback at Alabama. Now, the last thing here, for Jalen Hurts, you know, you say, oh, that's a tough road to hoe and all that. Yeah, I get it. It's a dream killer, right? He wants to play in the NFL. I imagine he thought he could play quarterback in the NFL. That is not going to happen. So now it becomes the paradox of choice. And this is where it gets difficult. Because if you're Jalen Hurts and you want to play in the NFL, you have to do two things. You have to, A, be willing to change positions, and, B, you have to convince Nick Saban that you should be allowed to change positions and you have to get playing time so you can can show NFL talent evaluators your skills. The the other problem, part B of this is, well, there's no guarantee that Tonga Vailoa is going to stay healthy. Right? What if he gets hurt? Then Jalen Hurts becomes, does he become the starter? Is there some other guy that we don't know about that's waiting in the wings to be the next quarterback at Alabama. So those are all things that will have to be decided in the next couple of weeks here. But uh, I love Saban's reaction. Uh, oh, this is not going to affect it. And, you know, it's, it's more important to the people on the outside than the inside. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, the Ben Mather Show on Fox. We bring in Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. Are you ready for an old-fashioned brouhaha? Are you prepared for that? Sure. You don't sound prepared. Well, I think I know who you're talking about. and It's going to be a knockdown, drag out. 
Battle Royale. When are we going to limit well, this to one we, segment or well, we scatter were, it throughout the show? Well, he only said he had a limited amount of time. Real talk, he's mm-hmm. a very busy man. As yeah, you oh, know, yeah. he's very powerful in the New York City area. I don't know about that. Uh, so he only has a limited time. But there's guys that have called up that are upset with him. They have a beef with him. Now I'd like to set some parameters, Eddie. And the parameters are this, okay? Number one, yeah, I like profanity as much as the next person, but we're on radio. And unfortunately, this is not an internet radio show. We're actually being broadcast on commercially licensed radio stations, and they, they look down upon bad language. I don't know why that is, but they do. So you can't, you can't do it. So if you just get angry, be upset, become unshackled, if you will, here, and unburdened by that as much as you can. But there are some restraints. So you have to factor that in. Uh, as much as you, know, you can yell and, and assault each other verbally, but you've got to keep it within, uh, within reason. Okay. All right. Uh, Understood. Yes. Uh, let's see here. They've been warned. Why? Roberto is, uh, yeah. he's got one of those things. He's like gripping his hand. You know, he's working out the hand there so he can get the button, yeah. dump button ready. Like, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, 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 whammy. Like that? No? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he, well, we could get a double whammy, actually. All right. Here we go. Here we you go. You don't want that. No, you don't want that. Let's go to Mr. Wonderful. Hello, Mr. Wonderful. Hey, Ben. Uh, I got thrown into this, but I'm actually very pro Real Talk. Oh, you I'm, are? Uh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've trumpeted Real Talk. I like the Andrew Dice talk, all of it. Oh, okay. Uh, you okay. know, I'm more anti-Weed Man and, and Tammy. I mean, I was going to say, if she's on the line, Real Talk and I could double-team her, but I'm sure she's used to that. All right. So. <laughs> okay, all right. Hey, all right, mister. Well, I thought, see, I was confused because you hate Antonio, right? You're down on him. And, well, he's, yeah. I yeah. mean, he's, yeah. Yeah, that's totally. Okay. Antonio, I mean, I don't like most of the callers. I like Justin in Cincinnati. Yeah. You okay. know, but okay. most okay. of them really suck. Other Chris, Blind Scott, and Real Talk. Okay. All right. I'm going to hang up. Thank you, though. All Bye. right. I was confused. Uh, Angry Bill. Are you there, Angry Bill? I'm here, buddy. How's my best bud? Stop that. All right. You, you have a beef with Real Talk, yes? All right. Let me put you uh, in. Beef with him. I, I'd like to go at him. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, Real Talk. Are you there, Real Talk? Oh man, Angry Bill don't like me. That's a shame, man. I I I'm not a problem with Angry Bill, man. That could that could be me forty years from now when I'm his age while we're now on the phone. What's your what's your beef with me, Angry Bill? What's up, man? What's my beef with you? You got a big fat mouth and you never shut up, you dumbass. Look, dude, dude, why don't you tell your mom to stay out of the abortion clinic? The bitch has been scraped more than a butcher's block. Bitch, I've been with your, I've been with your mama. Back. I've been with your mama a thousand times and I've only seen a uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> What's going up? Who's uh, next, Ben? <laughs> well, Eddie, your thoughts. Uh, well, real talking, uh, and I went at it at one yeah, time, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you know, I thought mamas were off limits, but apparently those rules have gone yeah, out the window. Noxious, and I mean, these two guys. By the way, that's right where you go to the mom card. You couldn't. Eat, there's so much other material with you guys, and you got to go like to the lowest, like. Third grade yeah, playground activity. I'm, I'm stunned. Oh my god! <laughs> like, it's just it's weak. I mean, you guys are better than that. You're good. I mean, come on. Moms are off limit, guys. Well, no, it's not. It's the all right. We'll uh, we'll press on. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Well, uh, let's get to it right now. Here we go. Let's do it right now. 
It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And it is another edition of Maller to the third degree. We bring in the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper. Well, Albert Pujols said in an interview on Tuesday that if he feels that he can no longer compete, he has no problem leaving money on the table and retiring before his contract expires. Ben, what do you think the chances are this actually happens? All right, so the chances – I saw that story. Albert Pujols was complaining about the shift. So the chances that he retires because he can no longer compete, I'm going to go high. I'm going to set the odds that Albert Pujols retires from baseball because he can no longer compete at zero. I'm going to go zero percent that this happens. And the reason why, A, this is the golden parachute. You don't walk away from the golden parachute. Now, the Angels are paying him – for what he used to be with the St. Louis cheating Cardinals. If you're advising Albert Pujols, you tell him to continue to play. Now, he's got the $87 million coming his way as his skills continue to erode. I know they get, the money's guaranteed and all that. I get it. Uh, but typically what happens if you stop playing, you end up having to pay out some kind of an agreement which is less than the full amount. And B, what is he going to do? Right? What is he going to go play shuffleboard if he's not playing Major League Baseball? I mean, what are the options here? He has a 10 year contract, I believe, as a goodwill ambassador with the Halos when he's done playing. So it sounds like he is in complete denial. The, the article that was written there blaming the defensive shift for his problems. The reality is it's his inability to adjust to declining skills, bat speed and all that, and also make adjustments to how they're playing you. That is the real story. He claimed he lost like 25 hits, I think, or something like that in the story. They went back and looked at the numbers. It was like five. All right, next. Now, Gordon Hayward has been finally fully cleared for uh, practice before training camp. Ben, do you think there will be a bit of an adjustment period with uh, Hayward and the Celtics now, uh, you know, now that he's been thrown into the mix? Well, there has to be. First of all, there's no basketball for another month until or two I mean, months. I mean, once or, the regular well, season yes. starts. Listen, listen, here's the thing with the Celtics. Gordon Hayward, the first thought I have, he's got to show that he's going to be a, a similar ball player to the way he was in Salt Lake City with the Jazz when he was an all-star level player. It's human nature. The guy's leg snapped. The leg snapped in his first real minute as a Boston Celtic. There's got to be an adjustment period. I would think human nature says there's some uncertainty there until you actually go out and play and you run into other players, players hit your leg in contact situations and nothing bad happens. And he's not going to admit this. He'll Hayward's not the guy, no player, because of machismo reasons, is going, oh, no, I, I, I can't. I'm a little worried. They're not going to say it. And secondly, the real story for the Boston Celtics this year is going to be the balancing act for Brad Stevens. They got to the Eastern Conference Finals without their top two players. The guys that were supposed to be the top two players in Boston uh, were gone. Kyrie Irving didn't play and Gordon Hayward. And so Brad Stevens has to uh, recalibrate or, or recreate the roster. That's a different year. Every year is different. But you've got to find roles for everybody. The guys from last year, Jalen Brown, uh, who, of course, is one of the key guys from last year's playoff run, and Jason Tatum, these guys are like, hey, we're the top dogs now. That's problematic. It's all about massaging egos. Next. Ben, the Rams and Raiders held a joint practice earlier in the week. And- well, the Ravens. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes, yes the Ravens. Uh, now, you uh, lose this edition. Now, uh, Akib Tlaib said that his beef with Michael Crabtree is over and done with. Ben, was this one of the best on-field beefs in recent memory? 
Well, we haven't had too many. So you've got to include Tlaib and Crabtree because it doesn't happen all that often, right? So it's a rare occurrence in this modern love-everybody version of the NFL. But the fact that there was jewelry involved, the fact that there was a loss of jewelry twice, you got to include it in the top five. I mean, I'm trying to think of some of the other rivalries that we've had in recent years. We had Remember when A.J. Green grabbed Jay, uh, was it Jalen Ramsey and, like, he gave him a horse collar and he threw him down, choked him out, punched him on the field in a Bengal-Jags game. That was pretty good. Remember when Mike Evans, Mike Evans blindsided that guy Lattimore from the Saints? But that's not really an ongoing rivalry. That was like a one-time thing because Lattimore was trash-talking with Jameis Winston. So, yes, Aqib Tlaib and Michael Crabtree, it is a good rivalry, and I don't buy Tlaib saying it's over now. No, You're not going to get into a dust-up in training camp practices. But if somehow down the line the Ravens and Rams play, the only way I believe that would happen is in the Super Bowl, uh, there will be bad blood. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Benny Passes edition. That is a winner. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. There you go. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Time now for the Insta Trivia. The Insta Trivia, here it is. Blank is the only player in NFL history to pass for at least three touchdowns and no interceptions in five consecutive games. It's only happened one time. Blank is the only player in NFL history to pass for at least three touchdowns and no interceptions in five consecutive games. The answer, next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it right now. It's now time for... Time for... Hurry, hurry. I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter. Send us your questions on Twitter now. Your questions are answers to the Koopa Loop, the master of ceremonies for all of the dirty laundry. All right, Ben, we're going to start off with a question for you. Good. Uh, This is from Brad on Facebook. Hi, Brad. Roberto said earlier today that he rocks cargo shorts and sandals. Yeah. Is this a fashion no-no? No, I I don't. Listen, I'm very, as you know, very savvy when it comes to fashion. People often look to me. Fashion forward. That's that's how they, that's what they say about you. (laughs) I believe in comfort, okay? If you are comfortable you are confident. And if you are confident, you are successful. So it all starts with comfort. And my man, Roberto, is very comfortable in that outfit. Of course, he has stolen Danny G's outfit, but that's fine. Uh, so, so I'm all for it. My wife, on the other hand, not a big fan. All right, next. All right, Ben, another question for you. Back this to is, back and belly to belly. Yes, this is from Russell on Facebook. Hi, Russell. He says, hey, Ben, if yeah. Al Bundy hadn't broke his leg, do you think he would be the NCAA rushing champ still today? Yes. I, for my money, the greatest high school running back in the history of football from Polk High School was Al Bundy. Yeah, and he, that show would have never happened because he would have gone on and he would have been a very successful player, and instead he had to sell shoes. Absolutely. There's no question about that. All right, next. What's, he in, what's that show he's in now? Modern Family. Yeah, never seen it. Ed, right. o- Ed O'Neill was actually uh, in Pittsburgh Steelers training camp back in the day. I give True credit story. to Ed O'Neill because it is so difficult in Hollywood to, to win- escape an yes. iconic role. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I mean, agree. Is, and he's done it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. All right, next. 
All right. Uh, this is a question for everybody. This is from Eric on Twitter. Yeah. Would y'all rather skydive or scuba dive with sharks? Am I in a cage with the sharks? I'd do that if I was in a cage. Yeah, this, the jumping out of a plane thing. I, I go to the gym. There's a, a, an 89-year-old guy named Roman. Guy's name's Roman. You know he's old when he's named Roman. And uh, he he every couple of years he'd jump out of a plane as long as his health allows him, obviously. And he's, oh, he loves it. Cost me $100, Ben. I jumped out of the plane. The feeling, you fall 10,000 feet in like two seconds. Not, not for me. I'll take the sharks in a cage any day. Eddie? Oh, boy. Um, Come on. You're in a cage. What could they do? You're in a cage. Well, he never if, said that you're in a cage. Yeah. I added that to the right. story. If you're in the cage, I'll do that. If there's no cage, then I'm jumping out of the You're airplane. jumping out of a plane? If there's no cage, yes. It's much It's much safer. Maybe the shark's not hungry that day. And you don't have again, to worry about it. And then again, maybe he is. And he never and specified a, what kind of sharks. Yeah, maybe you, it's a you're jumping baby. out of a plane with somebody or by yourself? Well, yeah, if you're attached, I don't think I'm. I think I'm too big to jump out of a plane with anybody else. I think I'd have to do it by myself. <laughs> oh. I don't know. I think right. Yeah, I, that's scary. That's scary too. Oh man, you imagine it's like you, that moment before you pull the chute. Oh, man. What if it doesn't work? What about you, Roberto? Would you? Uh, would you I'll, do the I'll go in there with sharks, man. Yeah. Coop, I've already jumped out of a plane, so I would do that again. Wow, oh, man. man, it's a real man right there. Show off. <laughs> Next, uh, Tom Cruise over there. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, well, technically, I've been to Hawaii and swam with like tur- swam with turtles and sharks, and I swam yeah. with dolphins. And, and oh, Hawaii. you got to one up me, Mr. Hollywood over there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next. Uh, now, this one's—I don't think we've ever actually been asked this before, which is surprising considering uh, you know all of us. This is from Marvin the Michigan Man on Twitter. Yeah. He's uh, for everybody. What's your go-to toppings on a pizza? Well, listen, the Mallard garlic onion pizza is famous. Uh, what I do is I go roasted garlic. <laughs> Good breath. I go roasted garlic, green pepper, and onion, chopped onion, and I cook that bad boy up. I got to find a way to make pizza with bubbles, though. I still, I'm, no one has been able to send me how to make bubbles in the pizza, but that's my pizza. Eddie, you, well, I, I'm not going to cheat and say a variety of things, but no, nah, you're a pepperoni. I, I'm guy. a, I'm a, a traditional. So I would go pepperoni and, and sausage. What about you, Roberto? What do you got? Pepperoni at some. Chor- chorizo and jalapeno. <laughs> Some chorizo. And bazinga. There you go. <laughs> Your stomach will explode. <laughs> oh, well, that's aff- I'm offended by that. Koopaloop. Um, well, okay. So typically I go like Hawaiian. So, you know, pineapple and ham. Yeah, I enjoy that as well. But if we're getting fancy, I'll do barbecue wow. sauce instead of like the, the, the marinara yeah. with some, some chicken and some green peppers and onions. Wow. Yeah, that's Mr. Fancy. Not a big fan of that's, pineapple. That's, on the, the, pizza. that's the ultimate. Yeah. We did get that barbecue pizza one time. That was pretty good, actually. The- I saw Coop had some pizza back there behind him over there. I'm surprised it's still sitting ah, there. In the bag, yeah. I'm sa- saving that for later on. I'm doing a double shift tonight. Oh. oh, is that right? Yes, and and tomorrow night. Oh, man. All right. Ne- is there a reason? All right. Next. Tell me off here. Um, here's, here's a question from Will PG. This is uh, for Roberto. He wants to know, what is your favorite Ben Maller game show? Favorite Ben Maller game show is... Uh, Player, entertainer, or uh that's good. You got it. Wrong. You got it. It's coach, player, entertainer. Coach, player, you got it wrong. You gave the wrong name. You worked on the show, Roberto. Coach, you player, entertainer. You got two out of three. You got to get the name right. Coach, player, coach, entertainer. Coach, player, or somebody that's else. That's your favorite. That's like the least popular one. They like everyone he loves all the other. Favorite. Password, Mallers, Balderdash, Balderdash. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.